The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Thrill. I'm a former Royal Marines commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Yeah. Graham, could you, for the benefit of people listening, just give a, a kind of short synopsis on what PTSD is? Um, I, I know it's I know that we're coming to realize now it's not one single thing like we used to maybe think it was. It's very, yeah. very complex. So if um, I, I'll give my definition for sure, <clears throat> which which. But the, the first thing I, I'll, I'll say is I call it post-traumatic stress. So I, I don't call it a disorder because I don't believe it's a disorder. I believe it's a reaction. Yeah. And, and I, I believe it's a reaction from your nervous system. Um, and the other thing I'll say is I, I, I'll never say that I suffered with PTSD. I'll say that I experienced PTSD because it, yes. to, the wording of, of I suffered means that it's it, 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 it's then a disorder or it's a problem. But but really, it's a to me, it's a reaction. And, and I'll try and qualify what I'm saying. <clears throat> I don't believe it's a psychological um, uh, condition. I believe it's a physiological condition. So yeah. I explain it like this in my videos. I make, I've made some videos to try and explain it. And, and where I've drawn upon my, my belief system is from um, Bessel van der Kolk, who wrote um, The Body Keeps the Score, uh, a leading authority on PTSD, and Professor Gordon Turnbull in the UK, who treated Terry Waite and, and John McCarthy back when, when that happened. Um, and just so for, the sake of people, for the sake of people listening, they were taken hostage in the Middle East. They spent yeah. many years basically chained to a radiator. Yeah. And when they came back, they were helped by this gentleman to rehabilitate themselves yeah. into into yeah. normal life. And he's, he's ex, he, well, he's obviously a psychiatrist or psychologist. He's also ex RAF and he was mountain rescue. So he's had a bit of life experience as well. And he's he's considered a, you know, a global authority on PTSD or PTS. Can you get life experience in the area um i'm not really sure I, I suppose if you go um mountain rescue you might get a little bit i didn't know i didn't think you guys left the uh, left the camp not often why would yeah. you why would Sorry. you and, and luckily i'll just play i'm just playing the regiment it was before the five miles of death so i obviously <laughs> survived which is pretty good i was very lucky there to miss that um so post-traumatic stress. I, I experienced it for many years and then I learned how to deal with it. I then counseled many, 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 many people. And I worked out through critical thinking 
some similarities. Now, the first thing is, if you catch the flu, which I'm trying not to catch at the moment, if you go to the doctor and the, the, the doctor will say, what symptoms do you have? And you say, a sore throat, aching muscles, headache, sneezing, coughing. <clears throat> You'll have a selection of those and he'll say, well, there's a flu going around. Here's your drugs. This is how we treat the flu. In my experience, it, what, what he doesn't say, sorry, what the doctor doesn't say is, how did you contract the flu? It doesn't say, did you kiss someone? Did someone sneeze on you? Did you shake hands? Have you been on an aeroplane with air conditioning? He just knows it's the bloody flu and he gives you the treatment for it. So it's a physiological illness. Now, with post-traumatic stress, <coughs> excuse me, from all my years of experience in counseling people with post-traumatic stress, it manifests in pretty much the same way. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> whether you spent five years in war, six months in war, three tours of war, dropped grenades on people, saw people get killed, killed people, were raped as a child, bullied as a child, in a bad car accident, fell out of a tree, were held hostage. However you contract PTS, it manifests in, in, in pretty much the same way. Now that alone tells me that it's a physiological condition. And therefore we must treat the physiological condition, which means we can remove the stigma from it. Yeah. Right? Instantly remove the stigma. Um, that's easy for us to remove the stigma. Obviously, if you're if you're a frontline policeman or if you're you're still an active soldier, people still have a a view of the stigma about it and think that it's a psychological condition and you're you're weak so they won't come forward for help and that's that's the awful sad thing about it because it's in my view it's quite easily treated and it's a very temporary condition um and again can i, can I just say and i won't yeah. keep interrupting but Sorry. it's that same it's that same bigoted view in the forces that prevent people seeking help for addiction yes you know we drink beer. It's fine. You know, we don't do that drug shit. Yeah. It's like, no, it, it's like they're all drugs, guys. Get get yeah. get over it. Beer is like the worst. Alcohol is as a substance misuse specialist. Awful. It's the worst it's drug. The worst. It is. It destroys people. Right. Destroys um, so, so having this attitude that, you know, if you have any kind of mental um, um, disorder, makes you weak is that kind of same thing it's it's these few bigoted people that prevent the the the, the majority from seeking yeah. help yeah and, and it's a, it, the, the military is a very ego driven environment so so let's bring this back a little bit to the military because that's what we're talking about and that's where we're from so i tried to trace things back as to why the military people experience post-traumatic stress so much um, because the percentage of military people getting it was surprisingly few, surprising more than, than say, my ambulance buddies or, or, or police. Um, and I've managed to trace some part of it back and, and, and map some of it. And this isn't all of it. This is there's tentacles. But one of the reasons is, Chris, and, and uh, you know, talking to you, 
I, I, I've already worked out that, you know, why you joined the military as well. Two reasons we joined the military. One is, well, sorry, there's more than two, but, but two that pertain to post-traumatic stress is one, we come from broken families or we come from traumatic pasts and we don't have a family. So we go and join the military because the first human need is family or tribe. So Maslow's Triangle and, and, and other platforms, frameworks. Our first human need is to belong to a family. So we go and find a family and that's the military. And then we, 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 we give our allegiance to that family. So Ma Maslow, for people who are unfamiliar, Maslow was a sociologist. He came up with this theory that there's a triangle and that for human, and, and if you think of the top of the triangle as actualization, which is what I've been saying, um, calling enlightenment, right? Yeah. So ha pure happiness. He's like saying there's, there's a base of this triangle or think of it as a pyramid. You need to build your base. So that's your basic needs like food, fire and water. Then you've got shelter. Then you've got human relationships. Then on top of that, you've got um, fulfillment. So getting and what he's saying, Maslow was saying, is you've got to fulfill those basic needs in order to work to a point in your life where you can ultimately become yeah. sort of happy. So yeah. a guy that a guy that hasn't got any food in his stomach or anywhere yeah. to sleep one night isn't particularly going to be worrying about reading about Karl Marx or, no. or self-help book or this kind of thing. But the guy that's got all that stuff in place yeah. is in a position to kind yeah. of, you know, cherry pick his life, life a bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and what you're, you're saying, Graham, is that for young people, we haven't even got that stable no. bottom part of the, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm a great example of that because I was living in my car when I joined the Marines, you know, or certainly when I went down the recruiting office, I was homeless for the second time in my life. So I didn't even have a roof over my head. Well, unless, unless you call a, a Renault 12 estate car a roof. Um, so, yes, yeah, so this is a, 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 an indicator of or a driver behind a lot of people joining up in the first place. It is. Got it is. So, so trauma drives people to join a family. Now, it's not just the military. Um, biker gangs are very, very similar because they're the same type of family. You get your colours, your totem, your badge, your honours, your ranks. It's a very similar thing. And you'll find that it's full of the very similar people. Um, and <clears throat> if you could harness bikers and put them in the military, you'll find they're very good soldiers. The second thing um, that, that I found, and this was through speaking to um, an ex-military psych here when I came to Australia first to sort myself out, was and is that a lot of the military um, uh, are actually have a, 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 a an ADHD type brain makeup um, and you certainly have and I'll say that absolutely without fear of saying that whether you know it or not I guarantee you have just from talking to you for for, for half an hour and therefore well, could, you, could you just sum up what ADHD is then for people that might not well, be I'll, I'll do it in a nicer way because ADHD is just, okay, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is, is what it says in the DSM. Okay? Sorry, what, what were you saying? 
<laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Squirrels. <laughs> and people with that makeup, they they need they 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 they're thrill seekers. Yeah. And they love they have to have something to do and they love to be told what to do. So the military is full of these people. Now, I don't call it ADHD, I call it Da Vinci type makeup and and it's a genetic polymorphism of the gene DRD4 and 10% of society have this polymorphism which is the thrill-seeking gene um, and most of those people are incredibly successful people Michael Jordan Bill Gates lots of these people are, but also a lot of them who haven't become haven't recognized their brilliance um, become big failures as well so <clears throat> this was written about by a psychologist called Otto Ranks who was a protege of Sigmund Freud but his books never got noticed or recognized because they only applied to 10% of society so he never really although he's absolutely right and what he called was he, he labeled it um, the neurotic da Vinci or the artistic da Vinci um, after Leonardo da Vinci who was obviously ADHD Right? He had yeah. so many projects on the go and, and, and was a genius and didn't finish most of them. So we joined the military and, and, and it sort of goes to what you were saying earlier about people just wanting the action and the, 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 it's, it, it's so glamorous for thrill seekers. Where else do you get that? You, 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 there are other jobs, you know, but, but the military is one of those main ones. So <clears throat> with childhood trauma or if you like complex post-traumatic stress you then go into a war zone or your ADHD you then go into a war zone we've already got a predisposition for post-traumatic stress when we leave the military we're leaving that family that we had <clears throat> and you referred earlier to you know to, to, to some ex-military people who don't get it <clears throat> But you, Chris, you, 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 since you've left, you've done some other stuff, right? You've done some amazing things. And, and the military or the Marines doesn't define you. You, you define oh, no. you. And, and I've done some amazing things. And this is where my argument about civilian bashing comes into it, because I've worked with better civilians than I have with some of my ex-military people. I've seen some rubbish ex-military people and some amazingly brave civilians. Who I've worked with, whether that's in aid work or whether that's in paramedics or, or even in, in, in Africa as a, as a guide. Um, so you can't just put this stupid military people are the best and civilians are idiots. You, 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 and, and, and what that happens is that people, because the military is the best and only thing they've done, and then they, they get out and they go through something that I've labeled adjustment disorder where they can't and also civilian life is a lot harder than military life in the military life everything's done for you right civilian life you've got to have your own bank account your own car your own insurance you've got to you, you've got to no one else is going to look after for you look after you out there you haven't got any mates around you you know it's just not happening you you've got to you've got to do it and so if they get out and they they were a corporal or a sergeant and and then they they had all the respect and they had this false forced lauding or respect in the military because you have to respect rank 
and then they get out and become a carpenter, a truck driver, a, a, a whatever. They, they no longer do they have that um, respect. And that's a very hard thing to adjust to. Um, and again, something quite interesting. I think quite a lot of times people, ex-military who have left, become depressed. It's just, just depression, clinical depression. Yeah, can I just chip in here and yep. say that the, the issues that these ex-military guys, so they've come from this very cosseted career where everything's done for you, right? We, we both know that. Yeah. You've also had this thing like when you're in military, you're up there, whether it's you're the best. Green berry, or, or you, you know, a cherry berry, or you know, you're up there. You've been led to believe that civilians are shit because that makes it easier to go and kill other people if yeah. you think you're superior, right? But you come out of the military, and then things don't go well for you, so you're not this big, big fish in a little pond anymore. Yeah, you're a little fish in a very big pond. Very big pond. You've been taught that your best coping mechanism is alcohol. Yeah. All right. Uh, things aren't straightforward in Civvy Street. Relationships are, are more complicated. You know, yeah. when you have a disagreement at work, for example, you can't just tell the person, I'll see you outside and have a yeah. punch up and then yeah. shake hands and it's done with. Yeah. It's It's got to be done through these channels, all of which just seem so pathetically jobs worth to you and tedious. Yeah. You have you have to work with people that don't have your value system okay yeah. they may have better values in different ways but you know in in the military you have a problem with someone you go to their face and you tell them yeah in civilian street in your office if someone's got a problem with you what do they do they go behind your back and yeah. they go and see your manager yeah and then they come back and sit in the take chair opposite you and start telling you about their packed lunch and what they watched on yeah. telly, as if as if they haven't just gone and grashed you up to the senior yeah, manager. Right. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. go and then you go and get you know maybe a disciplinary action against you, and they can and that that is normal to them, right? Yeah. These are things that are hard for service people to accept, and as such, the alcohol becomes more the the lack of self, the Anger. loss of identity. Anger, the loss of identity, identity yeah. family relationships start to suffer Breakdown. because you're, take, you're taking it out on the person who loves you the most, your partner yeah. and your children. Yeah, you're then set. It's then it becomes a situation of well, listen, honey, you're becoming too much. Which you need to go away and sort your stuff out because it's yeah. not fair on me and the children. So then you lose your family, right? I'm just giving different examples Absolutely. here, and this is where. You'll go to your GP and say, you know, things aren't really going well. And for for good, for bad, and, and for whatever, he might go, ah, PTSD, right? Yeah. Uh, Ex-military PTSD. You know, now, he might be suggesting that what you saw in Iraq or Afghanistan or Northern Ireland is the cause of all this. Whereas yeah. what we've just explained, Graham, is no, there's a load of factors, you know, yeah. there's our damaged childhoods, which yeah. meant we weren't very well cookies in the first place. Yeah. We didn't really have our house in order. We yeah. went to this massive indoctrination called the military yeah. before, before we even knew who we were. Right. Yeah. 
who were then cosseted and looked after and told that we were the, you know, the big cheese, yeah. the elephant's bollocks. So, body, so, so you removed your, your, your flight and freeze response in yeah. training. And then we come out the other end of that brainwashing machine and, and that big up machine and realize, no, we're actually no deprogramming whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. We're like a we're like a rock star coming off stage. He's on stage. His head is this big. Yeah. The second he steps through that exit door, he goes, yeah. his head goes, he realizes I'm actually just Joe Bloggs. I'm just completely normal. Yeah. So what does he do? Hits the drugs, isn't it? To get yeah. that to get yeah. that feeling back yeah. again and this is this is what we're seeing with where you get this ptsd label yeah is it's a whole raft of complex complex uh ingredients and the problem with throwing this blanket term is then when you do get people suffering the stress of war for example jason fox from the TV yeah. program SAS Who Dares Wins, yeah. a fellow Royal Marine of mine. Yeah. I met Jason actually, very, very nice man. Yeah. The book he's written is just an exceptional, brave uh, expose of what he went to when, when the stress of war. And yeah. he will openly say, he will openly say, it wasn't to do with my childhood. I had a great childhood, right? He said it was just the stress of war and feeling you're invincible and yeah. then get to the fulcrum point where it starts to tip and realizing actually a lot of my mates are dead i'm not invincible and i'm actually a bit scared of this now and i want to go home and be with my family and it's he says at that moment he realized something wasn't right and yeah. his career was never going to be the same again yeah. right so that for me really is ptsd for you know yeah, or, yeah. Or, and you hear a lot of people go, oh, they used to call it shell shock. Well, it's like what Jason is describing is more what I would call shell shock. You know, this like real, your nerves have been frayed for yeah. so long. You've been on but edge. You, 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 you've, you've had too much cortisone and too much adrenaline pumping through your body for too long. And that's not yeah. a good adrenaline cortisone is, is good if a tiger walks around the corner and you need to run away. But for, yeah. to have it for six months and then come home for two months and then go for another six months and another and another and another, eventually your nervous system is going to start defaulting because we're only human. We're only a body and a system and a lump of plastic. And it can only take so much of those hormones, of those stress hormones. Yeah. And, and, and then you're going to start getting ill. This comes back about, uh, to what I'm saying about fitting in with the universal plan is war is extreme you're you're out there in your box of your own you're not a part of the this beautiful thing called the universe right you're operating and putting your body at odds with your environment and you can only do that like for so so long there's a very strange irony chris as well um where people become addicted to it um i think the hurt locker uh the film the hurt locker alludes to this um and and i saw it when when i was an aid worker in bosnia with um not just aid workers who would go from one war zone to another but the, but the photographers and the reporters they, they become addicted to this crazy life and war zones and they follow them from one place to another because they when they go back they just cannot 
fit in to normal people's problems. Um, and they don't and they don't get the buzz, you know. No. Nah, so and, and it's just I'm, mundane and first world problems. I'm conscious here that for anyone listening that think they might be experiencing any of the things we've talked about, what what can people the first thing I'd like to say is whatever I mean, I've been through lots of trauma in my life. I went through trauma as a child, as a very very young well probably as a baby as, as yeah. well, if I was honest. I also went through the trauma of working for the Hong Kong triads and suffering crystal meth psychosis. So I was mentally ill yeah. whilst working for the Hong Kong triads. Yeah, yeah, I was only a doorman. Uh, oh, I mean, I was a doorman for them, if anyone's wondering Practice what I did. Yeah, well, <laughs> here's the thing. When I, you know, when I came back to the UK... I didn't know what was happening to me because nobody could explain it, Graham. The medical profession were very kind of limited in their knowledge. Yeah. My, my biggest thing was actually depression. Having yeah. lived such an exciting time in Hong Kong, yeah. I had to come back to England and it was there was nothing here. I hated it. I absolutely didn't want to be in England. I hated everything about it, the boringness of it. Right. Yeah. Anyway. To say to people listening, if you are struggling like I did, do not give up hope. There, there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel. You just haven't found it yet. <coughs> the reason I'm writing, the reason I'm writing my book, Chris, and I, I, I apologise to everybody. I apologise to myself for not getting it written quick enough. Um, life and work gets in the way. Is that I am writing my book is a very simple and it's called the, 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 the PTSD survival guide. It's a very simple guide to get yourself out that shit. And it is, and I believe it is quite easy and quite quick to do. Um, Dion Jensen, a good friend of mine, ex New Zealand military, ex New Zealand police and did a lot of time on the circuit. He wrote the first good news book about PTSD. Now that's free to download on um, Success for Soldiers, which he runs. So I'll put that link in the, in yeah. the comments. So the first thing for anyone who's, because this is the crux of it, Chris, right? There's people, hopefully there's people out there who are listening, they're, they, they're hitting the bottle, they're self-medicating, they're arguing, they may have split up, they're, they're depressed, they're, they're, they have suicidal ideation, they don't want to talk. They don't know what's going on. They're having dreams, nightmares, night paralysis, night terrors. They don't know what's going on. Where, where do they go? Well, they come to the likes of us. They can go to Dion's website, Success for Soldiers, and, and download his book. And it speaks in military terminology. It's very simple. Okay. So people listening, right, if you don't help yourselves, no one else is going no one, to. For, no one. Forget all this Facebook shit about, you know, call a mate. If he's struck, like people don't do that. People are generally pretty shit, right? This is my experience. Yeah. Right. So please listen to what Graham's saying. I'll put a link for that book down below. If you don't read it, then it's your fucking problem. You, you, isn't you, it? You, you know? then, then you're going to stay where you are. If you stay don't read where, book, you know, do what he says. I'll put a link for my book. And in case you're wondering, authors these days, we don't make money off our books. We don't books. make any money. If you think yeah, this is a yeah, budget, you pay, pay to get them. Yeah. Yeah. I've paid 
I've paid to write my four books now has probably cost me about coming up for two hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, because that's what I would have. Uh, it's take ten years. Yeah, right. And I'm I have say ten thousand dollars to 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 publish yeah. my book. So I, this I is not a back. book. This is not a book plug. You need to get over that. Yeah, I'll put a link for my book Forty yeah. Nights. Yeah. in the in the comments you can read yeah. eat smoke first but yeah. 49 is how i got myself out of the shit how yeah. i changed my thinking yeah. after my moment of epiphany yeah. um and how i then went on and achieved every single goal and ultimately happiness which is you know that's my crowning glory is i came from the worst to being the i'm the happiest person i know i don't i don't meet people that just love life all the time even yeah. when i'm unhappy you know even when i'm like if i sometimes you wake up depressed because i've been doing one of my extreme endurance events and it takes a lot out of you right even when i'm depressed i still know i'm like the happiest person in the world which is sounds an irony but okay so, so that's, it's, a, it's an interesting story and I, I i might even give you an invite to to write in my book and my my book is in three parts it's based upon you're an old fart like me. It's based upon our old aid memoir field guide. Uh, do you remember it? Right? Yeah. And you could just turn to any section. So my book is written in three sections. You can read it back to front, inside out, whichever way you can turn to the, the, the section that's affecting you. The first part is my story and, and how I experienced PTSD and got through it. The second part is my tools to, of, of, of each section sleep diet the brain depression anxiety etc etc and the third part is individual people's stories so yeah. I, I may come to you and, and ask for three pages of a4 about how you contracted ptsd what it looked like for you when you noticed you had it and what did you do to get out of it? But the, the, the people who have written in that book, I've got people who experienced, who, who did the march from Srebrenica and, and came to Australia and got raped. I've got paramedics who have done horrendous jobs. And that was the genesis of my book from, from my buddy in the UK um, who forced me to do the press up challenge. And then his story resonated. And one of the things that I started to say was if you have post-traumatic stress, don't be ashamed of it. Wear it like a badge of honor. And that's the very, very first step because you've earned it. <laughs> you deserve it. So don't be ashamed of it. Relish in it. Don't take that too far. OK, so the stories, I'll have about 10 of the stories that are from people who have been through. And Dion will, will be one of these the people who have been there, idolized suicide come through post-traumatic stress, come out the other side and uh, are now happy people who no longer are affected by post-traumatic stress. Because I, I, I'm sick of people saying you can't get over it. Yeah. A couple of things, uh, two things I say. One is I never went to see it. I couldn't go and see doctors because I, like they kept telling me I was ill and I'm like, no, I'm just experiencing life. You know, you, you know, I, I really reacted badly against being told. I mean, that you, you have an illness or a disorder. Yeah. Well, it was the whole thing about like, I, you know, I take drugs, fucking get over it. That, yeah. That's that's how I want to live my life. Yeah. You know? And so off the back of that is like I was never diagnosed 
with anything. I definitely had, uh, you know, was suffering the effects of some sort of trauma because like the, uh, the depression you, I went you, you know. Your quintessential complex post-traumatic stress and, and, and CPSD is a lot more difficult to deal with or treat. And I, I would, you know, I, I, I find it very hard to treat people or talk to people with CPSD. Um, it needs a lot of expert, expert feelings. Everything I've experienced is all as well a manifestation of that complex childhood trauma yes. that we talked about yeah. as well. Because you have, to, you have to get to that. You have to find that anger and you have to dispel it or learn to live with it. Or, or, or deal with it and one of the big one of the complex issues there is at whatever age you were traumatized you will have an emotional reaction of that age about many things and that's a very difficult thing to live with it's a very difficult thing to to treat and it's a very difficult thing for other people to live with because yeah. there's a difference well, in emotional regulation i'm <laughs> conscious of, of the time here graham because i don't yeah. want not everyone's got three hours to listen to a podcast. So Absolutely. What, what, what I do want to wrap up now, yeah. and then I'd love, I can't wait to speak to you again, because I'd like to talk about the parachute course, because that was bloody one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to talk about your time in Sarajevo. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I can talk about my time working in Mozambique, because I think <laughs> there's a few parallels there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's wrap up this segment with, you know, if you're a person, maybe you belong to one of these organisations, these voluntary organisations that cropped up that want to support struggling servicemen. How, um, you know, what is your approach to somebody? So I'm a volunteer, right? Yeah. I care about veterans. You're struggling, Graham, right? Yeah. Off the bat, I can say, first, you're not trying to change people, right? Yeah because change comes from them yeah second you're not dictating to them what they can and cannot do no. right you tell me not to do drugs or not to drink alcohol that's never gonna happen until i make that decision you have to be realistic all yeah. that happens is you just go on the list of being another fucking pain in my ass yeah. that i wish wasn't would just leave me alone yeah right and I know people wouldn't want to be that pain in the ass, right? So, so there's that. You're not judging the person; you're judging the condition. Condition. You know, if the house. If the house is a mess, it's not because they're lazy; it's because they're not well. Yeah. If you see them going to the pub again, again, or again, that's not because you know. That's you, you, not because they've just ignored all your advice. It's because no. they're they're unwell, right? Yeah. So I would say unconditional love. You have to be non-judgmental. Non yeah, non-judgmental. Non I'm always here for you. I'm not going to be happy, Graham, when I see you, you know, sticking that needle in your arm, but I'm not judging you for doing it. So yeah. I'm here. I, I just want to see the day when you're back to your, your, your good old self again. That's the best thing to think someone ever said to me. They say, Chris, like, I... I, I don't know what to say because I don't understand any of this. No. But like I I don't, you know, I just want to see you stop doing that. And, yeah. and and I'm here, like come and live in my house, eat my food. He even gave me his clothes, this guy. Right. I'm not suggesting everyone does this, but this was his approach. He 
and he never told me ever what I shouldn't shouldn't do until the right time came and he gave me a little nudge and went, yeah. why don't you go down to the job centre today, Chris? And I was like, yeah, why don't I? You know, why don't I? All right, yeah. And do you know what? That one guy, I, I've got him to thank for changing my life. You know, and me, of course, <laughs> but him because he didn't judge me. So what could you add to that, Graham, or have well, I sort of pretty much you'll hear, you'll hear a very similar story in one of my... Um videos that um a, a paramedic friend of mine son put together as his art uh, video um course which is called battle scars by um sam college i i say the same thing about a friend who was non-judgmental he sat with me like a rock he was always there he offered me work he um he was funny he just would sit and have a beer with me just treat people normally okay yeah. Treat them yeah. normally and, and, and give them a break. It, it, don't try and force them. Uh, sit next to them. You don't have to question them. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to preach to them. You don't tell them they've got something wrong with them. Um, listen when they, if they need to be listened to, listen to them. And in Dion's book, he calls it, um, he, he, he calls that person a battle buddy. So, so one thing I recommend is if you're going through, first of all, obviously you've got to open up to yourself. You've got to open up to someone else. Find that person. Could be a family member, a friend, could be a doctor, could be a professional, but have a battle buddy, someone who you can be honest to and they can be honest back to you and they can check in with you from time to time because you will go through the shit storm, as Dion calls it. And when you're in the shit storm, you need a way to get out of it. <clears throat> the other things that you were talking about earlier, uh, you know, injecting drugs, drink, th they're symptoms. So let's find out what we can replace those with and let's address the cause of those symptoms, which is yeah. the trauma from childhood, the, the complex PTSD um, or, or, or that thing that you're angry with. And let's work out how to uh, how to sit with that and befriend that and not make it your any enemy anymore so that you don't have to escape reality yeah and, and be open and honest and not ashamed and and realize that this is a physiological condition so if you had the flu or kidney stones you'd go to the doctors okay i i don't always advocate medication but if that's one route it could be it could be a catalyst it could be a a a, 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 a way to assist i don't know but own it, accept it, and don't be ashamed of it. In yeah. fact, wear it like a badge of honour, as, as I say. And then remove the stigma, because it's a physiological reaction. <clears throat> now, if you're a soldier and you have exactly the same symptoms as somebody who was abused as a child, what's that telling us? It, that, that, that we're all human and it affects the brain, which is a physiological organ in our body, and it affects it the same way. If it affects it the same way, we can treat it the same way. And yeah. and, and my book, and, and you can read Dion's way, and he's he's called he's created a thing called um the PTSD Solutions Community. So if you don't like me, you don't like my words, you can go and find somebody else. And there's a website and there's lots of people who've who've lived experience and we've all beaten it. So my approach is a holistic approach where we where we 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 we, we go for sleep diet, exercise, meditation, um, holistic approaches. 
Um, I can yeah. also replace supplements in the diet that are going to take, which we're going to mimic the effects of alcohol so that we can start weaning off alcohol. Uh, I, I never, ever advocate um, abstinence because it's pointless. We've got to be realistic. Um, if people smoke marijuana or dope or whatever you want to call it, don't have the hydroponically stuff that's got bloody steroids or whatever they put in it these days. Yeah have natural stuff that's grown and actually has a balance of um, psychotic and CBD in it, antipsychotic and psychotic, because you're not, you can't just tell people to stop doing something. So it's a, it's a very simple holistic approach. It's not going to happen overnight, like, like a magic bullet or a pill. It's a holistic yeah. approach, but you have to follow it. Yeah. Once you, once you start following these things and, and small steps forward, <clears throat> there is a mythology you can follow. I followed it. It took me a long time, but I got there eventually. Um, it, it, and I can I can let people know how to do that a lot quicker. A Brilliant. lot. Yeah. Graham, I'm going to um, stop you there because I do like you and I really do like what you're saying. And I can't wait to speak again. I'm just conscious of the time now. So Roger. can you just if you just stay on the line, yeah. I'm going to stop the recording. OK, um, mate. As, as we said, um, friends, the links are going to be below if there's anything we said. If, if you've got a comment, something you want us to cover in our next um, talk, when I hope we're going to talk about some fun things as well, like throwing ourselves out of airplanes, which is just <laughs> mental. Everybody should do that at least once in their life. So I'm going to shush there. So, Graham, thank you ever so much for joining us. As I said, stay on the line and um, look forward to speaking to you again. Will do, Chris. Thanks for your time, buddy. Uh, you're very welcome. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Friend, thank you for watching my video. I'm the only person I know that has ticked every item off my bucket list. And I did so coming back from chronic addiction with no help from anybody. Now I want to pass those skills on to you. But I can't help you unless you help me and hit the subscribe button. So please do so. And let's go in smash this world together friends thank you for listening to the bought the t-shirt podcast please like subscribe and share and don't forget to follow me on social media username chris thrall instagram chris thank you